Hi, ladies. I hope you're having a most wonderful week. It's Nachama Seiderson here. We're in Parshas Shalach, and we have a very sad story of the Chet Hamaraglin, the sin of the, of the spies happens in this week's Parsha. I'm going to give you an abridged version. The Jews are in the desert. Soon they're going to go into Israel to conquer the land. And they decide that we should send in spies because, you know, that's a normal thing to do, to send in spies to scout out the land, see what's going on over there before we attempt to conquer the land. So 12 spies go into the land, Hashem agrees, and these 12 spies see this amazing land of Israel. And they even bring back the fruits of Israel. Now, just to give you an idea, these fruits were so big and incredible. They were like supernatural almost. They needed eight people to carry a cluster of grapes. One person alone carried a fig. One person alone carried a ramon, a pomegranate. That made 10 people. The last two of the spies, Kalev and Yoshua, did not carry back fruits. And this is why. When these spies got back to the Jews in the desert, they said, wow, Eretz Yisrael, it's an amazing land. Canaan, it's an amazing land. But you should see who lives there. There are giants who live there. And the giants, people were, were never going to be able to, to conquer them. And people were dying right and left. P.S. The reason why there were funerals that day was because Hashem had made very important people die that day so that the Canaanim would be distracted and not notice the 12 spies. But that's just P.S. And they go on to scare the wits out of the Jews and make them think, we will never in a million years be able to conquer the, this land. Because the people there are so big and so, so like they're strong. How are we going to conquer the land? Kalev and Yehoshua, these two righteous spies, they try to, they try to protest. They try to get the Jews to see, you know, no, Hashem will help us. We'll be able to conquer Hashem's with us. The Jews believe the other 10 spies and they spend the whole night crying their eyes out. The men only, by the way, the women did not believe the report. They spend the night crying that we should have stayed in Mitzrayim. Now we're just going to die if we try to conquer Canaan. Canaan is Eretz Yisrael, in case I didn't clarify that. It was called Canaan, and then now we call it Eretz Yisrael. And it's, Hashem is so upset with the Jews for believing this report, this Lashon Hara about the land, which, by the way, the spies were speaking Lashon Hara about the land, which, yes, was a sin. And they're held even more accountable because of what just happened when Miriam spoke Lashon Hara in last week's Parsha. They just saw what happened to her. They should, it should be on their mind. Keep your speech clean. And Hashem wants to destroy the nation. Moshe pleads on their behalf, and Hashem forgives them. However, there are severe consequences. For one, they had to wander in the desert for the next 40 years before they were able to go into Eretz Canaan. But even worse than that, any ma ma males between the age of 20 and 60, died in that next 40 years. And they did not get to go into Israel because of their sin. They knew that their children would get to go in, but they themselves did not have the merit to go into Israel. Hashem said to them, you cried tonight for no good reason. I'm going to give you a reason to cry. The night they cried was the ninth of Av, Tisha B'Av. Does that name sound familiar? That date sound familiar? We fast on it every single year. It's a very severe fast. It was the day that both of the Beis Hamikdashes were, were destroyed. And if you look at Jewish history, many, many tragedies occurred to the Jews on this day. 
what lesson can we take out about this? Because there's the Lashon Hara piece for sure. However, why did these Meraglim make this mistake? They weren't righteous, righteous men. They were great, great men. What was going on and what can we take out of it? So there are different explanations as to why the Meraglim didn't want to see the good in Eretz Yisrael. And just one that I'm going to tell you is because they were used to an amazing supernatural existence of the Midbar where they were eating the man, they were eating the manna straight out of the palm of Hashem. They were surrounded by the Ananeha Kavod, the clouds of glory. They had an amazing existence there, a supernatural existence. And when they, they knew that the second that they walked into Eretz Yisrael, they were going to have to start to take care of the land, to sow, to plow, to harvest, to work for their, for their food. It wasn't going to be so simple. They wouldn't just be able to sit and learn Torah and sit just bask in the, you know, in the glory of, of Hashem. It was going to be a big change, and they were not ready for that. That's one explanation. But whatever explanation you take, here's the message that I want to take out of it. They clearly went in with preconceived notions. They went in. They already didn't want to see the good in Eretz Yisrael because they didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. Whether it was conscious or subconscious, it doesn't matter. The point is, they were what's called nogea bedavar. The, the, the thing itself was, it had something to do with them. They were going to be affected by it, and so they weren't able to see clearly. When we have things in our lives, decisions to make, opinions to form, we often have some sort of, it's called negius, we're like, the thing is, is relevant to us in some way, and we may not even be able to put our finger on it. But it always pays to ask an outside point of view, an outsider who's not, you know, involved and has no, it's not, you know, it doesn't really matter to them when we need to make those decisions. And our decision could be tainted by these other ideas and these other thoughts and opinions that we have or desires that we have. If we really want something to be a certain way, it's hard to make a good decision, a rational you know, logical decision if really, you know, that little thing is bothering us. I'm not going to give any examples here, but I think this is a very apropos lesson to take from the Miraglim. Look what a huge, huge mistake they made. And they overlooked something that was so, so, so good because they were no gea bedavar. They, it was, it, it was personally, they were personally attached to the thing and so they weren't able to see clearly. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for listening.